from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist. Welcome to The Good Atheist Podcast. My name is Jacob Fourteen. This is your news for the first half of February 2024. Religious nuns in the majority now. Religion has certainly lost its luster. Slowly but surely, people have been abandoning organized religion in droves in the Western world. The combination of sex abuse scandals and the ability to research the claims of the church has created an information war that religion is losing. It's gotten to the point where those that profess no religion are now the majority of the religious population. In less than two decades, we went from being 16% of the population to 28%. That's a few percentage more than the evangelical population. Let that sink in for a second. There are a few consequences for not being affiliated with a church, and some of it is not ideal. For instance, the nuns say that they have less of a connection to their community. That's because there hasn't yet been something to replace religion. Eventually, we might figure it out. For now, religious people can boast this one benefit that we still lack. The only sad news is that the movement is still predominantly white and male. We've always known that this group was always prominent in the community. It had been hoped that there had been some improvement, but it looks like there's still a lot of work to be done, especially in black and Hispanic communities. The other thing to note is that despite now being a majority, they have yet to exercise their political power, due mainly to the fact they do not show up at the polls. However, Smith points out that nuns are also less civically engaged than those who identified with a religion they're less likely to vote. So while they identify as Democrats, getting them to the polls on election day may prove to be a challenge. Now, part of the blame does lie in the apathy of voters. However, the other part of the blame goes to both parties who have been unable to find a way to reach this group, too frightened that by doing so they might alienate their bases. Considering how massive this population is, It's a mistake to ignore them, especially as this number is bound to keep growing. Muslim Imam says four-year-olds are wife material. I've often criticized Muslims for being dishonest about their beliefs. There are many morally repugnant attributes to this religion, but the most disturbing by far is the story of Muhammad's marriage to a nine-year-old girl named Aisha. Most modern imams will jump through hoops to try to explain their prophet's disgusting pedophilia. Not this guy. During a debate with a Christian apologetic channel named Inspiring Philosophy, Daniel Hakikaju, who goes under the moniker Muslim Skeptic, tried to argue that there was nothing morally repugnant about child marriage. He defended consummating an arranged marriage with a child as young as four years old 
so long as she was already menstruating. Now I want to take things one step further. Not only do I believe that minor marriage was acceptable in the past, I also believe that it's an institution that society abandons at its own peril. The fact of the matter is children hit puberty in the 8 to 15 age range. When puberty hits, they biologically experience strong sexual desires and they'll express this one way or another. Either they'll express it within the safe, stable bonds of marriage or they'll express it through masturbation, hooking up, sexting, porn use, or worse. The, those are the only two options. Any country that denigrates marriage for adults will inevitably encourage sexual liberation and promiscuity for adults. Likewise, any country that denigrates marriage for minors will inevitably encourage sexual liberation and promiscuity for minors or children. The unprecedented degeneracy we see in society today is a direct consequence of preventing minors marriage for minors. Christians of all people need to wake up and see what's right in front of them. And ultimately, this is why we all need to appreciate Islam and the example of the Prophet Muhammad In his marriage to Aisha, the mother of the believers, he has provided a timeless example of this institution, which is so desperately necessary for all societies. Thank you. Daniel specializes in arguing against other faiths. His own website advertises this as a feature. He's proud of the fact that he tries to debunk other faiths. We pour through the text of other religions to see if they can stand up to the same scrutiny they aim towards Islam. Already we have published over a dozen articles on Hinduism, Nation of Islam, Atheism, and Christianity. Gee, buddy, you're almost all the way there with your skepticism. You just need to apply the same scrutiny to your ridiculous beliefs. There has to be a point where a person realizes that perhaps raping a young child isn't the best way to honor your imaginary friend. What do I know? I'm just a filthy atheist. West Virginia Senate wants creationism in schools. In American politics, the only thing their government is capable of is trying to pass laws that serve the religious community. Forget about actually trying to balance the budget or reform immigration. The most important thing is to make sure that kids are protected from all that secularism in school. For example, in West Virginia, their state senate has been a busy bunch of bees. Not passing any bills that are meaningful, mind you. No, they were too busy passing bills to introduce creationism in classrooms only to top it off with a bill to mandatorily display In God We Trust. Senator Amy Grady, chair of the Senate Education Committee, said SB 280 would prohibit public school boards, public school superintendents, and public school principals in K-12 from preventing teachers from discussing or answering questions from students about scientific theories related to the origin of the universe and how life came to exist. This kind of vague language is meant to introduce creationist propaganda into the classroom. They like to pretend that intelligent design is a scientific theory, which only demonstrate how little they understand the term. Its vagueness could spell tons of lawsuits for violating the Establishment Clause of the Constitution. So, what's the point in all of this? Again, religious people are so scared they are in danger of becoming extinct that they are doubling down on forcing religion on the rest of us. 
My guess is that this will actually blow up in their faces. The more we see this type of encroachment, the more people will react negatively. Hopefully, this will have some influence on the polls, especially for people who want meaningful legislation, not showboating for their imaginary friend in the sky. Russian Scientist Fired for Creationist Beliefs Creationism is always rearing up its ugly head where it doesn't belong. In America, schools are always being bombarded by creationist propaganda masquerading as science. Religious folks know how devastating evolution is to their pet theory of how life originated, which is why they will do anything to undermine it. They will lie, obfuscate the truth, and make wild claims without any evidence, all to further their pathetic agenda of turning the world into their little religious playground. In 2023, a Russian scientist by the name of Alexander Kudryavsted did a presentation for his colleagues that left many of them in disbelief. Kudryavsev, who headed the Russian Academy of Sciences' Vavilov Institute of General Genetics, made a presentation at the conference in 2023 in which he said people who lived for some 900 years prior to the era of the biblical flood and that original ancestral and personal sins cause genetic diseases that shorten lifespans. What I wouldn't give to have been a fly on the wall of that conference. I can picture his colleague squirming in discomfort as he tried to argue that the claims of the Bible have scientific merit. It's one thing to have a religious nod in the soft sciences. It's another completely when it's in the one profession that so clearly demonstrates that we are a product of natural selection. This notion that death is caused by sin or causes genetic disorders is so backwards that the academy had no choice but to sack Kudryavstev. This caused his beloved Orthodox Church to cry discrimination as a result. The irony of an institution that regularly blesses missiles headed to kill Ukrainian children crying foul should be lost on no one. A scientist being fired for not doing his job isn't discrimination. It's called standards, and without them, there is no discovery or progress. Besides, it seems to me that Kudryavstev should change his career to pastor. It sounds like making shit up and trying to make other people feel bad is in the job description. And from the looks of it, it's right up this guy's alley. American Religious Wackos Headed to Border American conservatives have it all backwards. When you hear about evangelical groups going nuts about all the illegal immigrants that are entering the country, there's an important variable that I think they are ignoring due to their overwhelming distaste for different skin colors. They are chasing away the last group of religiously minded folks. Allow me to explain. In Canada, my home country, the conservative side of the aisle loves immigrants. That's because, in an overwhelmingly secular nation, the people who wish to make the great white north their new home are usually quite religious, especially compared to their counterparts. 
These recent immigrants tend to be anti-abortion, have a deep hatred of LGBT people and their issues, and tend to dislike liberal policies. This means that the conservative parties are always trying to solicit their support. It's very rare that you will hear them speak ill of immigration, and they would rather attract the votes of these religiously-minded people than their ire. So when conservative Christians decide that they are going to show up at the border in Texas, intent on trying to take the laws into their own hands, they are chasing away the only people that mostly support their religious agenda. One such group planning on adding to the chaos south of the border is called Take Our Border Back. The group said that one of their goals is to stop illegal immigration immediately and close the border. It's not clear how the group plans to confront migrants at the border and stop them from entering the country. My guess is that they will show up with weapons and someone is going to get hurt or possibly killed. All because of the fear that they have for people who literally believe in exactly the same God that they do. They do this while also believing they are preventing an army of darkness from entering their country. What they really mean is an army of darkies, but that would be an unsavoring thing to say in this day and age. Better to just imply it and shoot your guns at people. It's inevitable that if religious voters want to maintain their power base, they're going to need to dip outside of the white evangelical base that they've historically counted on for votes. In fact, this group is shrinking so fast that the Republican reliance on them as their voting base is going to blow up in their faces spectacularly. The face of America is changing. Religious nuns now outnumber white evangelicals, and the gap is only going to increase. Still, we cannot be complacent simply because our enemies are slowly dying. A quartered animal is at its most dangerous. Before we are free of religious interference in our lives, these wackos will try every trick in the book to force their faiths down our throats. Border Trucker Convoy Cancelled Due to Paranoia Well, that didn't take long, did it? Just a day ago, TGA reported on a convoy of truckers calling itself God's Army that was supposedly headed to Texas to defend the border. The event was cancelled because many of the organizers started to think that the whole thing was an FBI operation and that they were going to get coaxed into violence so that the feds could put cases on them. According to Vice's report, the less-than-stellar turnout was likely due to theories circulating in right-wing circles that the convoy would be a psyops or honeypot trap laid by the federal government to coax people into committing violence. At least these guys were aware enough to know that when you put a bunch of these clowns together, people start getting hurt or even killed. I also have a bit of news for these weirdos. People are not coaxed into acts of violence when they bring weapons to a protest. That shows that they were planning on getting their hands dirty in the first place. We're getting to an inflection point in QAnon, it seems, where there's a smattering of self-awareness brewing at the surface. Conspiratorial thinking is like a snake eating its tail. When you base all your thinking 
on the idea that you can't trust anything, eventually it all breaks down. Here's hoping that the QAnon people take the same approach to everything else in their lives. Maybe now, instead of causing disturbances, they will just stay home, since the outside world is just a giant conspiracy against them. Oklahoma Senator Wants to Jail You for Sexy Selfies Are you feeling strangled by religious conservatives? Are you tired of zealots trying to control every aspect of your life? Well, too bad if you are, because these religious nutbags are just getting warmed up. Oklahoma Senator and all-around ball bag Dusty Deavers has introduced a bill that would outlaw sexting to anyone other than your spouse. This is all part of a larger effort to try to outlaw pornography altogether. How he plans to accomplish this reminds me of how bounty posters in the Wild West worked. You see, a person can file a lawsuit against someone they suspect of enjoying their freedom as an American, and they could receive up to $10,000 for snitching. The person you accuse of witchcraft, I mean sexting, would face up to 25 years in jail and a fine of up to $25,000, presumably to help fund this sick game of tattletale. You might be wondering how broad this ridiculous and unconstitutional law is. It's so broad that just about anyone who participates in anything remotely sexual would instantly become a criminal. This bill is broad enough to include any persons like Butt Selfie, for example. It includes live performances in play. So that would seem to include strip clubs, definitely, and maybe also burlesque and drag performances and things like that, Nolan Brown said. The good news is that there's no way in hell this thing is going to pass. Even in some Christian nationalist nightmare world, I find it hard to fathom that any prosecutor would dare go after people for living their best life. Consider that Oklahoma is also one of the worst states to live in. It sounds like there are more important priorities to focus on, like trying not to rank 48th in healthcare or dead last in educational standards. Apart from crazy, unpredictable weather, the study said Oklahoma has one of the nation's highest rates of drug abuse and the second highest rate of people without health insurance. Homelessness is another big issue. You know, there are way more serious problems in your state than people sending themselves sexy pictures, Dusty. If you want to help improve your state, maybe don't create ridiculous laws that create dangerous witch hunts. Local rabbi is infecting babies with herpes. The ritualistic mutilation of young boys is a practice that will forever baffle me. Originally, it was an Egyptian tradition, reserved only for the royal family. Like all fads, it was eventually abandoned by most of its practitioners, save one. The Jews, who believe that the act of cutting off the foreskin of the penis is part of their covenant with God, who does not seem to be a fan of this particular piece of flesh. In America, plenty of Gentiles are also circumcised. It's estimated that about half of American males have been mutilated. It doesn't hurt that this practice is a cash cow for doctors, who often cite poorly conducted studies on its supposed health benefits. 
Little is discussed of the physical trauma of cutting off one of the most sensitive areas of a young child without any anesthesia. After watching a few of these procedures, where the children often go into a kind of shock, you'd have a hard time keeping your lunch down. The pain of this procedure is not the only dangers that these vulnerable children face. In Orthodox Judaism, the moyle who cuts the foreskin will often use his mouth to suck on the penis of the baby, supposedly in an effort to disinfect the wound. Instead, these disgusting individuals often carry transmitted diseases, which are then passed on to the child. Naturally, this religious minority is extremely secretive, which means that this kind of abuse goes completely under the radar. Even when it comes to light, authorities will usually trip over themselves to avoid arresting or pressing charges against these moils for fear that they might anger the Orthodox community, which tends to have a great deal of voting power. It's a topic that not many people want to talk about, but an unlikely whistleblower, a young Orthodox Jewish woman, is now speaking out, claiming a local rabbi is infecting babies, making them sick. And what's worse, she says no one is doing anything to stop him. For centuries, when a Jewish baby boy is born, the ancient ritual of circumcision is performed. But in some ultra-Orthodox communities, religious leaders known as moils also engage in something controversial during the bris. In a practice known as Metsitsa Bepe, or just MBP, the moil actually uses his mouth to suck the blood from the infant's penis after he cuts off the foreskin. Meant to prevent infection and serve as a celebration of life, News 12 has learned the little-known practice has turned into a curse for life for some babies involved in our area. And it's all because of a local rabbi who's alleged to have a sexually transmitted disease. The rabbis are going to take care of it. They won't let him get away with it. According to these documents we obtained from the state health department, Rabbi Yitzhak Fisher of Muncie has been tied to at least three herpes infections in babies, one of whom died back in 2004. Shortly after the tragic death, Rabbi Fisher was forbidden from practicing NBP in New York. But despite this state-issued ban, one concerned mother tells us the infected moil is still placing innocent lives at risk. So, what is Rochester doing to prevent more babies from getting infected? While they certainly aren't prosecuting the people involved, no, instead they are printing out brochures warning people not to allow their religious leaders to engage in the disturbing practice. You can do it if you want to, but know the facts, was one victim's statement. I guess giving diseases to babies is kosher, so long as there's a religious ritual to justify it. Belgian Church Sees Mass Exodus Over Abuse A television series in Belgium has recently exposed the Catholic Church and their history of abuse in the country, and this has left many Catholics upset so much so that they have requested that they be debaptized. The documentary series called Forgotten by God is what we've come to expect 
It's an expose of the church's coordinated attempts to cover up child sexual abuse. It's centered around a man named Roger Vengelue, who had been abusing his nephews since 2010. The church was aware that this was going on, and because the statutes of limitation had expired on the crimes, Roger was free and even retained his job as an ordained bishop. The people were not pleased. The Belgian church, facing rising protest after a television film on sexual abuse and cover-ups in its ranks, has appealed against a government data protection agency ruling that the Diocese of Ghent must let a person be depaptized. The church considers baptism a permanent act that cannot be done away with, but the agency ruled in December that the plaintiff's personal data records overrides the church's interest in preserving its own records. The reason that the church is appealing the decision is that they never liked the idea of ever removing someone for the little registry. It's how churches around the world operate. Once you're in their little cult, they never want you to leave. Plus, it helps them to pretend that there are way more Catholics than there really are. And with that, my name is Jacob14. Have a good atheist day, everybody.